welcome back to yet another episode of Bombarded, and I am going to recap last episode real quick. That's all you have to I'm say gonna, for yourself. I'm going to try to recap it really quick. <laughs> oh, oh boy. The last episode picked up in the middle of combat. The bards were up against a formidable foe, but through proper use of some party tactics, sneak attacks, and some real intense critical hits, they were actually able to fell this foeish Fazzle. <laughs> After the threat was dealt with, Razzle and Dazzle, you finally had your reunion, that hug, that good moment, but... Don't talk about it like that. <laughs> it was met with mockery from Wesley, who quickly turned the tables by using an ability granted to him by Darius Murr to disintegrate the King of Rockdeep. Mm-hmm. On the verge of having justice served to him, Wesley divulged his vitriol and hate for the bards and how if he wasn't permitted to cause physical harm, he would bring pain to those around them, mm-hmm. which he definitely did. So yeah, I mean, yeah. and I love how the whole time there are just guards standing outside, just like, uh, you told us not to go in there, so I guess uh, yeah. we just wait out here. Like, is it a test? I don't know. Do <laughs> Yeah. But after that uh, exclamation of hate towards the bards, Razzle wound up ooh something, but was stopped by Dankel, who stepped in to fulfill his first role of being a king. He took the axe from Razzle, passed judgment and execution on Wesley. Yep. The moments after this were filled with speculating on ways to bring Dazzle back. Delia provided Randy a little bit of knowledge that would be the most secure way of doing this, using high-level arcane or divine magic in the form of a wish spell or true resurrection. Randy, you kept this information to yourself, I believe, correct? Uh, yes. That's what I thought. So, (laughs) (laughs) after accepting the situation at hand, we decided to go ahead and have an expository moment describing the funeral and coronation process that Rockteep goes through when a king passes. We ended the episode with the bards and triplet princes, one being a king now, singing a song that Dazzle would regularly sing or hum himself. Before Dingle retired for the evening, he did request that our bards meet with him before court the next morning. Mm. Now, this episode will not pick up there. Instead, I know there's a lot of questions, and I would like to answer them. So what we're going to do is we're going to dip into a few moments that would have happened over the about three weeks that uh, took up the funeral and coronation time. Oh, and I guess also spoilers. Um, I think the recap is always a spoiler. Recap's Uh, definitely a spoiler. (laughs) That's true. So uh, at this point, it's been a few days since Dazzle has passed. Randy, Yashi, you are hanging out in Razzle's chambers. He is currently with his family. But there's a knock on the door. (laughs) I'm going to go up to the door and respond with my own knock. (laughs) And we skip ahead 20 minutes while uh, Trump's over. (laughs) You kind of hear a, uh, I'm sorry to bother you. uh, Oh, it's okay. I'll I'll just open it a crack. Like, "Mm, yes. Okay. You open the door and you can see through the crack. uh, There's a duo of guards and it looks like they have Alistair behind them in shackles. He's oh. like, I, uh, sorry to bother you. I, this one has been cleared of the most recent events and is set to be released. Oh. Uh, he did let on that he was working with you three, so uh, we want to confirm this information before officially releasing him into the city. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, and then I'll I'll stick my head back. They've got Alistair here. Oh. Want to um, see him? You yeah. Say hi? I'll come say hi. So I go up and poke my head out. Hi there. <laughs> Alistair's kind of standing there with this unassured-looking grin on his face, and he just says, Well, uh, you, you know, if you could just tell them that I was working with you, and I I mean, everything's kind of been cleared at this point, but... Um, yeah. Yes, he was working with us. He is on the level. 
He's a proper gentleman, and uh, the shackle should come off now, please. Thank you. All right, we'll do then. Uh, anything else with him? We just go ahead and release him. <laughs> oh, anything um, like an insight check or anything like that? You maybe yeah. Like, <laughs> you want to you maybe bring him in? Bring him in and say hi? The, uh, the guard that hasn't been talking turns and pulls out a key and undoes the manacles that he's in and uh, gestures him forward, and Alistair steps forward and kind of, you know, rubbing his wrists and whatnot a little bit. Would you care to come in and catch up real quick before you meander? Uh, if you if you'd have me, I could definitely do that. Uh, not much I can go do other than stay in Rock Deep. What with the stone closing the doorway. Right, right. right. Uh, come on in. Yeah, please. So he steps in. The guards say, "Good day." We will go back to our posts, Thanks. and uh, they head off, closing the door. So Alistair's saying, okay, so uh, <laughs> that, that day got a little out of hand? Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, a little. Yeah, so what happened to you? Well, uh, last I was instructed, uh, Razzle wanted me to go down to the vault. I made my way down there, and with the high alert that the castle was under, uh, it was hard to keep myself hidden. <laughs> After a certain point. that's fair. That's fair. And uh, at this point, I'm merely seeking to be able to uh, leave Rockdeep when the stone opens up. Okay. What are your plans beyond this? You know, (laughs) once once you're able to get past the big, massive, gigantic rock, what's in it for old Mr. Kite? Uh, Well, I'll likely be making my way to Seabreeze Port to see if there are any uh, seafaring goods that are worth picking up to be able to take uh, further inland. Sure, sure. I like keeping up the guise of a merchant in case opportunity finds its way to me. We love a disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> kind of become a thing for all of us. So did you accomplish your uh, more covert tasks while here? Not that you have to reveal them, but I'm just curious if that all panned out like you were originally planning before all this happened. Unfortunately, uh, the time for my business here passed while in custody. Okay, okay. Um, so, <laughs> Since we are semi-responsible for that, you know, is it something that while we're just all hanging out here, we could potentially help you with, or I guess I could potentially help you with, or? Uh, not right offhand, no. Uh, unfortunately, this is a... I'm not privy to speak of the group I work with other than the one you know about already. Uh, oh, you have multiple groups, huh? I like to keep my options open, yes. Okay, well, that's fair. Um, <laughs> with that said, uh, the group that we both do know, do you have any plans on seeing them anytime soon, especially those in the upper echelons or anything? Not right offhand. Why do you ask? Oh, just because, you know, you said hey to me and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, I, I understand. You do not have to worry about that. Okay. Well, again, just in case they do twist your arm or any other part of you... <laughs> Like I said before, what they want doesn't exist on this plane of reality anymore. So you can do an insight on me like that's totally true. (laughs) A literal insight and look at my tummy. (laughs) Yeah, like stick your (laughs) hand down there and see. So, I mean, maybe they know how to transcend planes of reality and through space and time. And if they can, then more power to them. (laughs) If they need a song to help with that, you know where to find me. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, I don't want to keep you from exploring this town and such, but I just wanted to make sure you're doing all right. And that, uh, yeah. And that I'm not going to wind up, uh, your location will be safe with me. And where you are going, I do not know at this point. So if you do not tell me, I cannot direct them. I leave you with only this, Randy. If you need my services or need my help, you need but call. Again, we are kin, in a sense. Oh, well, I do appreciate that. And, you know, the same to you. I can't 
say I'll be able to drop what I'm doing to help you because, you know, there is sort of the, seems like the fate of reality sort of hangs a little bit in the balance, so I might be busy, but if I can help you, you know, I'd be happy to do so. Fair. That is a heavy weight of this world on those small, small shoulders you have there. Yeah, hairy, hairy feet, but glad that you're well, and, uh, you know, if I see you while we're hanging out here, you know, maybe we'll hang out or something. I don't know. So You can find me at Iron Toes. Okay. But once the stone is removed, I will likely not be here much longer. Well, totally fair. So, Mr. Kite, (laughs) till we meet again and see you soaring up in the metaphorical sky. (laughs) He he reaches out to shake your hand and shake Yashi's hand and says, well, till we meet again and, of course, uh, give the prince my condolences. Yes, absolutely. And he makes his way out the door. Okay, bye. Bye, Alistair. So bye, long. Bye, <laughs> Mr. Kite. But yeah, so that's kind of what happened in the in just the few days after uh, Dazzle passed. Uh, what I want to do is, of course, I've asked each of you to think of a, a more in-depth scene. Right. Uh, we will go into individually with you three. But to cover just the overarching weeks, right. what are some <laughs> things you would have done? You know, just kind of like surface level things. Yeah. Like, oh, I would do this. Yeah. All zoomed out and whatnot. Well, I'll right. start with, I guess, Razzle. Uh, um, yeah, so, you know, obviously Razzle's hanging out a lot with his family, both of, you know, the Oodalali variety and Chaos Sauce variety, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Getting closer with everybody. And I think, like, probably pulling everyone in those groups together, you know, like Yashi getting close to everyone in the family and Randy getting close. Oh, yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. I assume, right, like, we probably can't leave the palace, too, right? Because this is, like... You know, for lack of a better word, this was like an assassination of a political figure. Yeah. <laughs> in Rock Deep in the world of Beats Art, I guess. So yeah. to that point, it's been heavily advised that you do not. Right. Okay, gotcha. Well, Razzle for sure won't. But yeah, so I think with all that, like Razzle's probably going to the gardens in the palace a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, getting some good home cooking from all the Udalali chefs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I get, yeah, probably calling Splash to get them up to speed <laughs> on not only all the stuff that happened with Dazzle and the family and all that we've learned while we're here, but also freaking Ridaba is working with the cult. I guess oh, yeah. now or something. <laughs> yeah. So gotta let Splash know about that and probably yeah. So I mean, I guess asking Splash about <laughs> what it's like on the outside now that this stone has been rolled. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. So what you gather from Symbol is that Beats Art is kind of uh, confused. It doesn't seem like a lot of people outside of Rock Deep know why the stone has been put into place. Um, uh, there's been a lot of talk about merchants like going to Rock Deep and then being turned away <laughs> at the rest of your life. At least word's been gotten that far to where people aren't going down the home road. Yeah, the bookings are filling up. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really good for the rest of your life. But yeah, it seems like the outside world, at least on a common level, yeah. is not aware of the events that you've told symbol of which of course he is he is mournful with you and yeah. takes to the news of Ridaba working with the cult uh, rather serious he, he leads on to say like he doesn't know if it could potentially be trouble and also what he knows of Ridaba is that there's likely a personal reason and it's not so much that Ridaba wants to help the cult uh, but Ridaba has something to get out of it Uh, That'll be fun to explore later. But I guess also (laughs) the last thing is if it's cool with Randy and Yashi pretty much telling Dinkle like everything 
like yeah. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and him as like a you know one of the world leaders now, probably it's good that he knows about any threats coming in and uh, totally. Yeah, with the capabilities of some of the magics out yeah. there. Yeah. As if he had listened to bombarded the podcast from episode one until now <laughs> is what he now knows. Play through a couple of our songs for him. Yeah, he maybe yeah. listened to you know the Isle of Ignota. He, he you probably, had to be there. Right. Yeah, you give him an Ira Glass with the entire catalog of bombarded. Yes. You know, downloaded onto <laughs> it. Perfect. So here, listen to that. Pretty much telling him, especially I guess about the bicentennial that's coming up, and like, hey, maybe don't like have that fun little heist competition because the cult is straight up going to steal that conjurous diamond and it's fine yeah but yeah (laughs) basically telling him why wesley even showed up in the first place and like i mean i feel like we for sure owe him that and like the rest of the family so So, yeah all of that is conveyed and explained and dinkle of course takes it very seriously and uh (laughs) says that he will you know begin working on a plan which likely i'll get into later in this episode but (laughs) anything uh anything else randy yash General um, goings on. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm sure I've kept up with Tabitha through all this. I'd say mm-hmm. we probably talk on the daily, knowing kind of her status, how things are going. Has she gotten to her mama yet? Oh, okay. yeah. Let me go ahead and breach that with you. So uh, <laughs> it's about two and a half weeks into okay. this period of time that you're waiting. And uh, your conversations with Tabitha, she's made good progress. She's made it across the sea to Apollonia, and she's found a found a boat that can get her out to that spot in the middle of the ocean that she had seen that fateful night when you had first gone stargazing. And the last conversation you had, she was in a rowboat making her way to the island as it was emerging. Oh, boy. And the conversation ended in static as you lost connection with her. Oh, no. Oh, boy. You've tried reaching out to her every day since then and have not been able to get in touch with her. Ooh, so I'm worried. Oh, boy. Okay, all right. Luckily, I know she's probably stronger than me in general with her spells and stuff, so I'm not too worried. Boy, Chaos is just a little anxious bunch these days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, other than that, I'd say... You're just enjoying like the tasty treats that are offered here in Rock Deep. Um, yeah. All the home cooking that you mentioned there. Oh yeah. yeah. One thing I wanted to do while I'm here, that'd be cool to like take some of my spoons that maybe I've gotten but aren't particularly uh, special. Like you know, maybe their tone's just not matching up with what I need or okay, yeah. a eh. non-special anyway, spoon uh, to Yashi. That I know, seems I know, so I know. Impossible. It's not except except <laughs> I have a way to make them more special, to make them like really right. cool. So so above the table, I saw this cool thing on TikTok, guys, uh, where Uh-oh. somebody <laughs> <laughs> where somebody turned a spoon into like a little um, dagger. Oh, like dang. a little pointy, <laughs> oh. a little pointy dagger. So I want to do some like blacksmithing and get down there and like turn some of my spoons into little throwing daggers. You and Randy. So wait, <laughs> so is it still a spoon on the spoon end, but then like the handle's a knife, so you can like still like eat with it and stab? Or no, no, it's like the, oh, okay. the actual cut part of the spoon is like flattened and then mm, like worked point into cut. a point. So so it's like a spade now. Kinda? So like definitely don't yeah. eat with it. Okay, <laughs> unless you're <laughs> yeah. daring, unless yeah. you want. 
joker lips. Right. Yeah. It's more of like a fork knife combo now instead of a spoon. I don't know. Maybe it's become a new <laughs> utensil than a spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. It's yeah. got the soul of a spoon. Still, <laughs> right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoon anyway, knife. so I thought it would be cool to do a scene with... Um, I don't know. Somebody that knows how to blacksmith, I guess. Maybe there's a oh, person here. I've got you. That could do it. For sure. Uh, we'll say that you've been you've definitely found a room in the castle as you've just kind of been making your way through. You know, you've got this like you know, you're adorned with something that marks you as an honorary guest. So right. you don't have free reign of the castle, but you're able to walk around. We're walking around like Wayne and Garth with our passes, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> backstage, backstage. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's it's a backstage pass on a lanyard. You get you get a palace pass, <laughs> yes. and uh, it pretty much marks off the places that you can go. So you got this lanyard. You're going around, and you do eventually find a forge room and and you know a smith's workshop. However, you have no idea how to use these tools. It's kind of maybe you spend some time just messing around with it. I tell you what, give me an intelligence check real quick. Oh, this will be brief. I oh. promise. We're not getting into oh, my anything. worst check. Okay. Um, <laughs> ooh, that is a five minus one, Kyle. Okay, oh, wait, no. plus two because of Jote. I don't know. It's low. It's real yeah. bad. You go over and you just take out a spoon and there's a hammer nearby and you just start going to town on it. Uh-huh. You wind up just mangling this spoon. At some point, you accidentally like hit your hand with oh, a hammer. Man. You're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Half of my fingers are bandaged by this point. Now I'm out of spoons. Yeah, you look like Wesley in episode two. Very nice. But yes, this will lead into kind of the scene that you want right, to do right. uh, for Yashi. Randy. Anything general that you do over these weeks? Uh. Yeah. So we're technically allowed to leave the palace, but we're not supposed to, right? It's not advised. Okay. There's probably a lot of paperwork involved with leaving the castle. Some red tape and such. Yeah. Okay. So both because I need to leave the castle to do my scene and just to keep Randy's skills sharp, uh, just going to be doing a lot of like watching where the guards go and practicing like getting (laughs) to uh, spots that are not on my pass and uh, learning how to get in and out of the castle and all that kind of stuff. So (laughs) backstage pass was never enough for Randy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're observing and you're taking note of how the guards are operating. Uh, you notice that there is significantly more guards than there were previously. The last time you snuck mm-hmm. your way through the castle, I want you to give me an intelligence check to see how much of this you retain. And that could potentially benefit you in your scene, whether you're able to sneak out easier than you would normally. Okay. What I'm really curious about is if they catch Randy like sneaking and stuff, I want to know about all the like conspiracy theories happening in like rock deep in the rest of the world as to like what's going on. Mm-hmm. We shall see. So that is a 15 plus three. I want to say with that rule, uh, you, you take many mental note of this because you can't take literal note of it. So <laughs> I could draw like a picture or something. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like these guys are here. These guys are here. It looks like a football play. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. X's and O's. But yeah, with that, I'd say in your scene, when you're sneaking out or wherever you're planning on going, you'll have advantage on that check. Ooh. Sweet. Thanks, Kyle. So y'all spend your time doing that. And uh, we are going to make our way into the first of the three scenes. And I'm going to start with Yashi. 
Oh. Yes. So you've made your way around the palace, shown some interest in smithing, and even tried some things out, looking around for any stone cutting or smithing tools. Of course, you found that one room. <laughs> to steal like spoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, let me go get a spoon. I'll yeah. sneak it down to this room and see how bad I can jack it up. I've been eating a lot of soups lately. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could I have more of that one soup, you know, yeah. or I need that big spoon? <laughs> but um, Oopsies. there's one day where... Where you are going about, you know, getting ready for the day, and you are approached by one of the high guards. They approach you and they say, "The queen has requested your presence." Uh, my trouble or no? Uh, follow me this way. Okay. And he begins doing like a weird, silly walk. Are we walking this way? Okay. Yeah. I'll copy his walk just for fun, I guess. Awesome. And uh, really, is the high guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not on that episode yet. Calm down. <laughs> but he uh, he leads you through the palace, and as you descend further, you recognize where you're being taken. You can feel the temperature beginning to rise, and you eventually emerge into that familiar room where you had first found all the smithing tools and forge and anvil and everything. But you see Barbara is standing there waiting near the anvil. She's wearing a thick leather apron over her clothes that are tied tightly. As you enter the room, she begins to pull her hair back and uh, is wrapping it into a tight bun. The forge is glowing brightly in the corner and you recognize the walls are still lined with all the hammers of varying sizes. And the workbench near the anvil has a vice affixed to it. Looks like it's a little bit more set up than what you're used to seeing the times you've made your way down here. Looks like it's actually ready to be worked on. But she finishes putting her hair up and dismisses the guard and by saying, Gron, you can hold your place outside the door. <laughs> Gives him some Doritos. You'll be fine. <laughs> Here's some 3D Doritos. They brought them back. <laughs> so uh, Gron makes his way out, closes the door, and she turns and says, Yashi, it will elate me to help Begin your exploits into the craft of our people, especially since hearing about your interests and the times that you've made your way down here. Oh, oh, I didn't know anyone was watching me. Oh, and I like try to kick away some of the messed up spoons I've <laughs> thrown across the room. Because yes, you've left uh, yeah, quite no, a trail. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to. I don't really know what I'm doing here. Um, this is cool. I didn't know you knew how to do this. I guess it makes sense. You've been here a long time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is something my father recommended that I learn to do uh, just as part of our, our people's craft. I'd recommend putting your hair up lest you'd prefer the flames to be your barber. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Kyle, real quick question, just because uh, I don't need her seeing my neck tat. Mm -hmm. uh, she's she's a dwarf. She's a dwarf, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, okay, she probably can't see my neck from here. Is there like a smithing helmet I can wear? <laughs> well, so when we told Dinkle everything, Yashi, would you have told Dinkle about that? Ooh, or? I don't feel like that would have been, I mean, everything as in every little thing we ever did or as in like, here's these big things that matter to everybody. Yeah, Dinkle maybe skipped over the like, you know, single person episodes yeah. we did that one I'm, time. I'm yeah. Gonna say, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Okay. Maybe I told you on the side, like, hey, I'd rather keep that between us, right. just because, like, I want to learn a little more before I like let everyone know. 
Okay. That's a good call, though. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> now, I'll go ahead and put it up and just, you know, hope that she never sees me. I guess I don't want to be weird about it. I'm being weird about it. Uh, I'll, I'll put it up and just go on with my day. <laughs> okay, you're hesitant about it, and uh, but she doesn't really notice that she's turned and she's grabbed one another leather apron off the wall nearby, brings it over to you, and she says, also put this on. This will protect your, your clothing in case there is any... Uh, do, do you have one I can wear for my bottom half? Because this is a little <laughs> tiny apron. I can uh, probably get half of my top covered. Perhaps we can uh, double up a little bit. Let me in. Sure. Goes over and grabs. There's a third one. You know, yeah, there's actually yeah. a good collection. I just start this putting This is a nice them. big yeah, w- yeah. workshop. So. <laughs> I tie them all over your body. <laughs> one per limb. <laughs> okay, make it work. So Barbara begins going into uh, the minutia of starting smithing. And she begins explaining things and kind of starts you off with like learning how to forge some nails. And for the purposes of you learning this trade, I want you to make a series of intelligence checks. And I want you to do them at advantage because Barbara is teaching you. Okay. So you have a little bit of a guiding yes. hand on this. Sweet. So uh, if you roll high enough over the course of these, I think we could add smithing as a proficiency. Oh, yes. um, it may not be a full proficiency, but we'll, we'll work towards it. You'll at least know what you're doing in comparison to the past. Okay. So uh, give me three intelligence checks. Okay. Again, okay. all at advantage. Oh, boy, because that was a one. Oh, uh, right. Let's try it again. <laughs> Barbara comes in and says, no, dear, you want to make sure that you're guiding your hand like this. Oh, thanks. And I immediately roll a, a 19 plus one. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that works so much better. How could I have thought anything different? Okay, so there's one. All right. Uh, 11 plus one and... And a nine plus one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's really trying to guide you, but you're you're moving quick. You're a little nervous uh, simply because you know that what is on the back of your neck and everything. And uh, She keeps, like, getting behind me to watch, and I'm like, no, no, why don't you stand over here maybe? Uh. <laughs> yeah. She at one point pulls a stool over to be able to get a better look, you know, and a better angle from the way you're approaching it since everything is made for dwarves here, so you're right. kind uh-huh. of having to hunch over a little yeah. bit, but they've worked something out to where it's not too uncomfortable comfortable for you. I get scared and I just throw everything down real quick. Oh, did something just burn me? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I angle myself differently again. You're kind of a little hectic in this moment and she takes her hand, she places it over yours and she says, my dear, please, please calm yourself. Sorry, I'm just nervous. You're really cool. Um, and you're like a queen and stuff. That's a big deal. It, it, it is. And I think I know why. It is. <laughs> We're all on the same page. I, I think I understand understand why you are nervous. Uh, well, I mean, you're just like, you know, you're in, you're in charge of a whole like society here. It just it must be a lot of we live in a society. A lot, <laughs> <laughs> of, like the dwarven society. Um <laughs> Uh, just must be a lot of pressure, you know, um, especially, you, you know, now that it, wh- wh- everything's going on and stuff, maybe, uh, mm. I, I'm sorry, I'll just yes, be dear, quiet. Yes, dear, we need I'm not dwell the on the events that have happened recently. I look towards taking this opportunity to free my mind of that burden for the time being. I like that we're getting to talk, though, because... You know, um, you're kind of a, a lady boss here in this position of power, and, you know, my mom's kind of in that same situation. She, like, you know, is in charge of a lot of people, and, you know, it's, it's, I, I imagine it's a pretty hard life. It can be. Being a leader and being responsible to your people takes a certain temperament, yeah. which that's kind of the hand-in-hand hand of learning how to smith and forge is tempering material, and one must be tempered themselves. Oh. I think I understand 
the real reason you are nervous, and I find the bond that you and uh, my sweet Razul have made quite fortuitous due to potentially our people's past. Um, I mean, we're not like together or anything. I, oh. I'm with somebody else. <laughs> oh, so no, that's this what you is mean. not we're, the implication know, I am uh, trying to make, <laughs> although I could see how that would be misunderstood. Uh, I, I tell you what, Allie. For the course of this interaction, I want you to roll me a sleight of hand check just to see if at any point in time your neck mark gets revealed. Okay, that's fair. A sleight of hand, uh, maybe. <laughs> oh. No, I'm like trying to cover it with my hand like a titan. It's like, you're never going to see Oh, nice. That is a 13 plus 5. Okay, and let me see here. I win. Barbara's perceptive. I got a natural 20. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay, Barbara. So you and Barbara are working on these smithing techniques, and you're learning. And as you're going through it, you're constantly just trying to hide that mark, <laughs> keeping her from seeing it. There's one moment where she walks around back of you, and you move your hand. And as you do, she kind of places her hand on your forearm and says, Dear sweetheart, you don't need to worry about that. I've seen it many times at this point, and you're not doing a very good job <laughs> oh, of no. being disgusted. Great about it. Whoa, oh, oops. Uh, wait, what? The the mark on your neck. I've recognized oh. that you are part of the Voxmort tribe. And fret not, dear child. I do not want to worry you about it. If it wasn't going to be the mark on your neck, which I noticed, it would have definitely been the craftsmanship and decoration of your instrument of war over there, your mall. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, uh... Well, this has been really fun, but... Um, Calm yourself. Calm yourself. Sit. Please, please, Yash. Uh, I'm sweating, and it's not because it's hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> please. Uh, please okay. sit down. Calm okay. yourself. Okay, well, this wasn't, you know, something I'd, like, plan to talk about with you because, you know, stuff. But what do you think you know... Well, based off of what you've told me about your mother being a leader of, of her people, I would assume that oh, she would be the chieftain, yes? Um... I mean, I don't want to, like, lie to you, so... I appreciate it. <laughs> After all this time we've spent. I have, you know, I, I have raised four boys, and I've seen my fair share of fibs, so mind you, I can read into it like a book. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, um, well, okay, she is, as far as I know, because, you know, she left several years ago, and, I mean, I stayed with my dad for a little while longer, but it's still pretty rough, um... Mm. That is a hard thing you have gone through, Yashi. Yeah. It is not an easy decision for a mother to decide to leave her baby behind. I mean, like, what would you have done if it was between taking care of your people and taking care of your family? Like, what decision would you have made if you had to leave one? In the situation of your mother, where my baby would be left with their father, I feel I would hold my responsibility because all the people of Rock Deep are technically my babies. Yeah. Now, that does not mean that I would not find my way back to them whenever the opportunity arose. When Razzle was gone, did you, like, you know, miss him or even Aww. think about him much? <laughs> I want to know that she's still, like, thinking of me and stuff, but maybe she has so much going on that she just doesn't really care much anymore. I haven't heard from her in a long time. Dazzle and I spent many a night fraught about Razzle. We were concerned, yes, of course. We knew what he had to do, though. 
And it was not an easy thing to simply let happen, mind you. Every day was another trial, knowing that we would not see his sweet, precious, round, rosy cheeks and (laughs) hear the dulcet tones of him humming songs and spending time in the hall of something. I just, I don't know when I'm ever going to get to see her again, so I think about it a lot. But, you know, hearing you talk about that makes me feel a little better about it. Well, I want you to know, Yashi, that uh, the history that has been written between our people, I grew up during those times. Oh, man. I'm sure you've surmised that it is not quite exactly as it is portrayed. Uh, you don't know me very well, but I rarely surmise. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. But you know what? I'm sorry. I had no, I, You I have really nothing don't to want... apologize for. We, the Udalali, found ourselves literally between a rock and a hard place of, mm. on the forming of the bureaucracy. We needed our people to be able to maintain the governance that we hold upon ourselves, and unfortunately it was one way or the other, and your people got caught up in the struggle of that. And it is I and the dwarves of the Udalali that owe you an apology. Mm. So you you agree that the written history maybe isn't quite what it should be? I regret the choices made by my father. I think they were unjust. Correct them what if I could, and perhaps may someday, my progeny will have the chance. Do you think um, if given the opportunity, you know, we could make amends with my tribe? I think it is something that I would counsel our new king to consider. Okay. As far as the relationship you have with your mother, sweet dear, I would expect that she is counting every day until she can return to you. Okay. Well, let's 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 pound some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that'll, that'll make me feel better. Sorry. Uh, All right, we'll uh, knock one out. I noticed you had some spoons on the ground nearby. It looks like you were trying to flatten them out and sharpen them. Here, let me show you. And she gives you a very concrete lesson on how to flatten them properly and then also putting them to a sharpening stone. Also, maybe adding a little bit of weight onto the handle by uh, being able to forge a little extra metal on it so that it's balanced properly. So let's do one last intelligence check, again at advantage with the guiding hand of Barbara. All right. Okay. That's not bad. That's a 13 plus one. You're able to make a solid set of five throwing spoons. Nice. They have their imperfections, but they will do the job. They have the characteristics of an apprentice blacksmith. Right. can stab cereal with if I need it. Stab all those Cheerios. (laughs) Get over here, shredded wheat. That's (laughs) really shredded. What shredded looks like. (laughs) Excellent. Awesome. So, Randy. Yes. Now we focus on you. And what you are going to be doing specifically, other than the general that we talked about earlier. Right, right, right. (laughs) So, yeah, what does Randy get up to? So, you know, wanting to try to help in some form or fashion while still sneaking about, kind of getting the best of both worlds, Randy wants to go around Rock Deep and see if he can find out anything about the wish spell and or the, what's the other one, Kyle? The True Resurrection. True Resurrection, yeah. So try to sneak out of the castle and see, are there any leads here that the dwarves may already know about? Okay. If you're wanting to sneak your way out of the castle, you can go ahead and give me a stealth, and you get it at advantage because of the work you had done prior. Hooray. So that is a 17 plus 13. Oh, yeah. You've <laughs> timed things out. You know exactly when to tuck, roll, dash, dodge. Oh, yeah. And uh, you've made your way out of the palace into the Golden Ward. Mm-hmm. You now can pretty much travel to mostly anywhere within Rock Deep 
Uh, where are you starting your search first? Do you what do you uh, think? So I guess based on what little we've seen of Rock Deep and what we've heard and been told, would I know anything about where maybe someone that would heal would be, or anyone that's more magic focused? Or there are people out and about, and uh, you know you inquire, and somebody points you in the direction of a place called. Ew. Eldra's Whimsical Wares. <laughs> <laughs> they just call it Ew. Yeah. And uh, they direct you over to Artificer Alley. You make your way over there and you can see it. There's a big sign that just says Ew. <laughs> and uh, when you make your way in, there's the smell of incense burning. You know, cloths and different tapestries hang from the walls and ceilings. It's very much like a, a, a college dorm room in a way. Right. But Ew. you walk in and you hear this rustling coming from the backside of the shop. The bell chimes as the door closes, and you see this dwarven woman poke her head up. She has brownish graying hair. It's up in curls in the back. She has a wisp of a goatee and mustache, and she's wearing these uh, jeweled earrings that have these arcane-looking eyes on them that have a slight glow to them. They kind of look up, and they see, and they say, Oh, dearie, hey, oh. what brings you into Eldra's whimsical wares? Oh, hi there. Uh, are you the master of you in this establishment? I, I am elder, yes. I'm the master of you. <laughs> well, that's fun. Sort of a strange question for you. Mm-hmm. Come closer. Uh, Let me have a look at you. Come here. Come here. Oh, okay. And I come over and I, I strike a pose. And- she comes from around the counter and she like grabs your head. And <sighs> she like opens one of your eyes and like peers into it. She grabs something off the counter, a little monocle, and looks deeply into your eyes. It's like, oh, yes, yes. Yes, you practice. And she lets go. She says, what are you here for? I mean, as long as we're having an optometry exam, did you see anything in there? Like, Oh, I see the arcane weave that runs through you. Oh, yes, yes. yeah, that's an understatement. Uh, <laughs> something a little bit on the uh, rarer, higher end, so to speak. Um, if I was to say the words uh, wish and or true resurrection to you, do any of the ew bells start jingling or jangling? Or? Oh. Yes, yes. All right, dearie. I, I think I know what you're after. However, you know, these spells, they're, they're coming to cost you. Yeah? I, you know, I, I know one of them does, and the other one, like, with bending the fabric of space and time itself, I mean, that's probably a cost, too, some sort of weird genie kind of thing, but... Oh, I, yeah. Um, no, the, you, you find someone who can cast a wish spell. It's likely they may not be able to cast it again. Oh. Things go terrible a- for them. It's not something that the arcane would cast flippantly. No, 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 I suppose not. So with either of those two, any uh, leads or thoughts or methodologies or uh, just, just... Well, I mean, my first thought goes to a legendary item. It's only of lore. Not many talk about it. Not many even think about it. Could you imagine the power that a single ring would have? Could cast three different spells, each of them being wish. Oh. Although, okay. these are only in lore. If you are able to find one somehow, some way, you'd have quite the pricey item on your hands. And I'd ask that you bring it to me. I'd pay a pretty penny for it. Uh, hopefully a couple of pretty pennies, ooh. Um, <laughs> so that's wish. That seems very far-fetched. What about uh, the true resurrection? Any uh, any thoughts there? Uh, true resurrection. Uh, you could probably find your way down to H&A. Healing Nature Abbey. That's okay. a little bit south of that, uh, that, that that Bard College they have there. You head on south past the discordant fields, and you find the grove that they are centraled in. It's a place where, you know, clerics and druids will go for their their learnings and their upbringings. Okay, so I basically either need to 
find a sweet ring and or go to where all the healing is amassed and focused. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else I can help you with? Uh, no, I mean, you've been, I'm surprised to have gotten a lead on either one of those. So I definitely appreciate the guidance. Well, so. Eldra is always happy to help you out. So if you ever need a potion or some kind of magical item, if you're looking for something, and even if you're wanting something made, if there's something you're inquiring about, I do work with uh, Reginald Brown on delivery, and I could have him, you know, deliver said item after you've paid for the material costs and the cost of my expertise. Wink. Ah, well, duly noted. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, for now, though, I'll just take that knowledge that you've uh, given me, and hopefully you've enjoyed looking into my eye and that you gained something from that. So it was kind of a nice little fair trade. <laughs> you have a nice day or an ew day or whatever is the most appropriate to See say. See you later. See you later. <laughs> yeah, there we go. She says, I, little one, take care of yourself. Enjoy Rock Deep. I hope you stay for a little while longer than just the stone being rolled back. So, well, But uh, yeah, come we'll by and see me anytime as she's twirling the hairs on her chin. Oh. Bye. I guess I sneak back. <laughs> okay, go ahead and give me one more stealth check. See if you get busted on the way in. Oh, man. Well, amazingly, that's again a 17 plus 13, so... No problem. It's like you never left. (laughs) So, now we go to Razzle. Yes. Real quick, before uh, I get into it, how have the citizens of Rockdeep, like, do they know about all this stuff? Like, what has been told to them? Like, kind of going back to the whole, like... (laughs) theorizing and the word on the street as to what's happened to Dazzle and stuff. You would know because you've been talking with your family that the information has been kept pretty Uh tight-lipped. However, there's not been a lot of pushback from the people of Rockdeep. There's a long tradition of trusting in the governance of, you know, the monarchy, Uh and it has served the people well so far, and they trust that it'll continue to serve them and that whenever the information's ready to be revealed to the people, it'll be revealed. Whoa, that's okay. Right. <laughs> that's a lot of trust. Uh, well, my scene, if it's cool with you, I kind of want to do like at the end of episode 68, we all go to bed after, you know, singing that song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dinkle's like, I'll see you in the morning. But before we get into that, I was hoping to sneak out as Razzle. Like I could just cast Pass Without Trace really quick. And you do that. Yeah, I do that. Poof. And um, <laughs> I want to sneak out and go down to the hall of Ooh something. And I want to like take a string off of Ooh something. And I want to put that string on acceptance. And I want to see like what's up okay. with that. If nice. that's cool. But I got to sneak out first. And I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Give me that stealth check. Um, I got a nine plus 10 plus two. So I don't think any of you have a passive perception since you're asleep currently. Unless you have a 22? No. Nope. So, <laughs> Razzle, you get up and you creep out of the room. No problem. The shade of your magic covering you and keeping everything nice and quiet. Man, why am I even sneaking? I should just be like, I'm Razzle. Come on. Like, let me, <laughs> let me go. But I'll sneak. Maybe once you get out of the room, you drop the spell. I don't know. Nah, up to you. I'll, I'll keep sneaking. But you're on your way and you hear something from down a hallway. It kind of attracts your attention because it's musical in nature. Ooh. You catch the tail end of a conversation of a band talking about like and we got to get this gift ready for king dinkle tomorrow we got to run it one more time one more time 
and you recognize the tune that they start playing is actually uh, like a top charting, you know, pop tune. It's like in the top five <laughs> right now across Beats Art. And oh, uh, you're like, I've been hearing this a lot lately. As we tune into the Ira Glass channel that plays popular music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You just say pop music and, <laughs> and you hear this tune. Now, what that tune sounds like, I'm not exactly sure, right. but you three bards okay. out of your character are going to tell me. So let's go roll oh, some okay. chord dice. Awesome. <laughs> So here we are about to roll dice so <laughs> yep. that we can get a song in here because that's I, we needed a song and yep. this yep. seemed like the best time <laughs> to do it. I think now that I'm thinking about it, it's odd. Like, why are they housing a band in the palace for tomorrow other than Chaos Sauce? I well, mean, how late is it? I mean, two, three in the morning where everyone's asleep. Oh, like we haven't been up that late <laughs> rehearsing or being in the studio. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just practice one more time, guys, before bed. Yeah, <laughs> this is too real. Sheesh. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, window into the pop music of Beats Art. I'm guessing major. I mean, I don't know. It's for a coronation. Let's keep it major. That's also very true. Great. Now, okay. to be fair, this isn't for a coronation because the coronation happened well, this day. Okay, this sorry. is just a gift. A gift. But a sad gift wouldn't really be fun <laughs> for anyone. True. True. <laughs> so it'll be happy. Like, great job, Dingle. True. You're the king now. Uh, That's actually the name of the tune. Oh, so good. It's been popular for weeks, and like, why? It was a premonition. No. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, in any case, it's going to be in B-flat, so B-flat major. Nice. Uh, let's see. Oh, and we've got a wild. Awesome. So we've got a wild, six, three, and seven. So that'll give us G minor, D minor, and A diminished. And then whatever secondary we want. Mm -hmm. So the sky's the limits. All right. So for the drums, I assume these are just pat drums. Yeah, acoustic. Yeah. Cool. That is Tails, which is the user bank. Then we've got 74, which is ooh, Fusion 2. Cool. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. And then for the kit, 73. Wow. Uh, that is solid one. Solid one. Solid one fusion. Yeah, so we're, cool. solid is the only kit in its like little category, like out of rock, country, fusion, hip hop, techno. So, must be pretty so solid. We probably haven't yeah. had it before. I don't think so. So yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. Nice Dope. and happy. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> if not, we'll just kick the tempo cool. up. It'll be fine. We got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get to writing that song. And for you at home, talk to you in a second. Hey everyone, it's your Dungeon Maestro Kyle here. Just wanted to come in and say thanks for listening. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks for hanging out with us bards. And I'm excited to get into the next bit because normally, you know, it's a new month and that means we have an organization that we're going to be donating to. But in April, we're going to double up on this one. We got two fantastic organizations that I want to let you know about. The first being Gilson or GLSEN.org. So, Gilson is a national network of educators, students, and local Gilson chapters working toward ensuring that LGBTQ students are able to learn and grow in a school environment free from bullying and harassment. The other organization that we're looking forward to helping is Asian Americans for Civil Rights and Equality, 
AACRE focuses on long-term movement building, capacity infrastructure, and leadership support for Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders committed to social justice. So you can help us help out either Gilson or Acre.org. And if you just want to go check these out yourself and learn a little bit more or get involved with them, head on over to AACRE.org to help out the Asian Americans for Civil Rights and Equality, or head on over to GLSEN.org if you want to find your local Gilson chapter. All right. With that said, we are going to have a returning sponsor, and that returning sponsor is still out there in Florida doing their thing. You've heard them. You know them. And you want to know, have they done it yet? And if you don't know, I'm not even going to tell you because they are. Dungeons and Drimbus, why don't you tell us what's up? Oh, yeah, chicos, better here's what's happening this week on Dungeons and Drimbus. What the hell you Marco Rubio wasn't there, and then Antonio told us that he wasn't going to be there because there was something big going on on the Capitol, and then we got here as soon as we could, but thank goodness you're okay. And he just runs over to Cletus, grabs his face, and gives him a full-on kiss. Oh my. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> Guys, great to see you. We gotta get out of here. Meet, meet us back at base. <laughs> Are you sure you do want you don't want to uh, open up now? You don't we want gotta to go, 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 go. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Sensei, if you want to ride with Uncle David, I could drive the car back. <laughs> oh god damn. Cletus is like hanging on the side of the RV with the thousand yard stare, but the little dream bubble pops up of him riding on uh, Claudia's motorcycle with David hanging on to him. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes of Dungeons and Dreambus are available every Friday, wherever podcasts are found. All right. Other than that, I got the typicals for you. Social medias, hashtag Bardcast, at BombardedCast. You know the Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash BombardedCast, where you can find a bunch of tiers of different content that we put out. And thank you to my Grammy patrons, Caitlin Best, Kelvin Horatio, Jake Bianchi, and Pat Tang Bisgar. You four, you keep doing what you're doing, and we'll keep doing what we're doing. Uh that's that's the long and short. The next episode, y'all. The next, oh man, the next episode. Episode 69 will be released on 420. I'm out! So Razzle, you're sneaking by this room, and you hear the players inside count off. One, two, three, four! Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah.
and I pass on by. Wow. And it was great. <laughs> what yeah. a great song. What a hit. <laughs> wow. It's a real club banger. <laughs> hey, so at this point, we haven't actually written that song yet. We just wanted to finish the session since it's inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing what we need to do. Do I get bardic inspiration from that awesome song? Yes. No. Yes. yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you continue on down the hall towards uh, the hall of ooh something, and you make your way in, and uh, you can see acceptance leans against the wall next to the display where ooh something would be held. The room at this point, of course, has been cleared of the rubble and debris caused by Fazil's spell. Awesome. No guards or anything, or did I have to... There are guards outside, but you're able to walk right through. Even though it's not easy to like hide in plain sight, they just don't acknowledge you. you... They've got that song in their head, that awesome song. They're distracted. Like, yeah, that's Yeah, one of them's tapping their foot yeah. along. They're like snapping a little bit. They're like, oh, I love that one. <laughs> Anyways, all right, I'm in there. Awesome. I'm at, I'm at acceptance. Okay, so you remove one of the strings from ooh something, and as you go to pick up acceptance, your hand graces the handle, and you hear a voice inside your head. Wait, which part of the guitar is the handle? Well, the neck. Oh, okay. Because it's an axe right now, so it's still just a handle. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you play bass. The haft. <laughs> yeah, right. no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you pick up the axe one way or the other. <laughs> you touch it. You put your you touch it. Right. You put your hands okay. on it. Let's see where this is going. And you hear a voice inside your head, and you recognize the voice as your druidic teacher, Reed. Oh, man. The voice says to you, Razzle, it's been a long time. You've likely learned of my affiliation with the cult of Derismer, and I have learned about you and your encounters with them. Understand that I am not at odds with you. In fact, it is very much the opposite. Since you are hearing this, I am hoping you've been instructed to meet with Delarin on Plectrum Island. Go there, hear her proposal, acquiesce to her request, and she will tell you where you can find me. I hope we speak soon. Uh... Over. This is Razzle. Over. <laughs> there is no response. Right. Give me give me okay. an Arcana check. It's a 12 plus 2 for Jote. With that, you can tell that this message that you heard is literally that. A message imbued inside of acceptance. So there gotcha. is no communication actually going on here short of that. Okie dokie. Uh, is that all that happens? So I'm good now. You pick it up and you go ahead and you continue to put the string on. Yes, and I pluck it. You put the string on, you pluck it, and you see the runic script that has been seen on Ooh Something light up on acceptance. Okay. We cut to the chambers that Randy and Yashi are asleep in, and their symbols on their instruments light up as well. Do we get a little tingle? Like, ooh. ooh. I tell you what, give me a perception check. Yes. And while they're doing a perception check, could I do investigation on the guitar as I pluck it, I guess? Sure. Yashi, what'd you get? A one plus two. Okay. <laughs> Randy? 18 plus four. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> and I got an 11 plus two for Jot for investigation. So I'm like, wow, it looks like ooh something. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Randy, something stirs you from your sleep as you open your eyes Ew. and there is that <laughs> faint glow, <laughs> that bluish hue that's filling the room coming from your organ and Yashi's mallets. Yashi is lying in the bed near you, sawing away, snoring. <laughs> Razzle, you're investigating acceptance and you notice that the runes in comparison to what you see typically on ooh something, 
seem to be more organized, more honed, crafted in a very meticulous manner in comparison to the chaotic nature with which you once saw on Usanta. Uh, oh no. Uh, okay. What this means? Noted. Time will tell. <laughs> and this is where we end our half episode covering the events over the weeks of the funeral and coronation. We will pick up next time with you meeting with Dinkle in the morning. Oh, it's going to be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be nice. That's right. Get ready. Bye. 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 Bye.